0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your
1: first three orders while supplies last.
0: Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH.
2: All right, we are back. Good and bad, the musical theme of the week. This is Loose. Good day. All right, we are joined by Jesse Newell of the Kansas City Star, their Chiefs beat writer, Deluxe. Jesse, welcome. How are you?
0: Doing great. How about you guys?
2: Oh, I'm Good. okay. So, in my effort to simplify things, um, as we talked about at the beginning of the show today, course the big controversy uh was uh was ladarius tony Kadarius. Kadarius tony did he inform the officials uh or did he ask the officials about his lining up before the big play that resulted in a touchdown and one of the most uh interesting and and exciting plays we've seen so my point is either he did or he didn't talk to the officials did he
0: yeah, we just got done talking with Andy Reid about an hour ago, and Andy Reid said that he did not uh, check with the official before the play, said that he normally does. And on that play, he didn't. So, um, you actually, if you go back to the film and watch you can see Rasheed Rice on the opposite end doing that, looking at the official, pointing to him, getting the thumbs-up sign, all those sorts of things. Um, so, yeah, but that one uh, is definitely on Kadarius to know where you're supposed to be lined up. I know that Patrick Holmes, I don't think he meant it this way, but he talked about – last night how it was kind of an elementary school thing where you know you get lined up correctly and you know where you are and i think he was meaning to say that normally you don't see that call but really i think he also could be speaking to just the lack of attention to detail that you know most sixth, seventh, seventh eighth graders know where to line up and don't get called for that penalty so um, andy said today that he was most frustrated with just sort of you plan so many hours you prepare so much for a game and to have it come down to that is frustrating but I think there's a little bit more today culpability on the Chiefs to at least look at this thing and say, "Hey, you know, push comes to shove, you got to line up right, you got to get the details right. And if you don't, it can definitely cost you football games."
1: Were you surprised at all by Mahomes and his reaction immediately? I know there was a lot of emotion in the moment, and I know there was some residual effects from the previous week where the officials really did get some stuff wrong and it affected the Chiefs. But this one seemed pretty straightforward. And it seemed like he was trying to maybe get public opinion on his side. We're all, hey, we're always talking about the refs, and, and that didn't happen. So what did you make of uh, what Mahomes had to say and just that vibe overall of him kind of uh, complaining there?
0: Yeah, I mean, guys, I was pretty shocked by what happened last night, to be completely honest with you. And if we're going to be brutally honest about this, the time for the Chiefs to complain about the officiating was last week. You know, that, that pass interference call was, was – blown, you know what I mean? And it would have given the Chiefs a chance to win the game, but they did take the high road then, and Patrick Holmes even said, hey, if I throw that ball out there farther for MBS, then it's probably be a touchdown, you don't worry about the officials, and I'd rather let, have the officials let the guys play. I think that was his point last night, was like, let the players decide the game, but you guys spoke to this. I mean, this is something pre-snap that's just so obvious. If you're an official lined up looking up the, at the ball, that if you don't see the ball, if the guy's that far up ahead, I mean, it's like you have to throw and uh, me and Sam McDowell the comments for the Kansas we were looking at the other three instances today in the NFL of receivers getting called for that penalty and it was sort of fascinating to look at because there really wasn't any warning on those either there was even one with Amir, Smith Mar- Amir Smith-Marset who was actually a chief receiver earlier this year he got called for one um, this past week as well and he goes to the sideline and there's two coaches yelling at him because it's like hey this is this is something you have to do. This is something that's pretty elemental, elementary school. You know, you, you have to get lined up in the right spot. And so they were putting the blame on him. It's just interesting that, you know, Reed, Andy Reed never likes talking about officials or officials' calls. Last night he was turning down questions, any questions that did not mention that call. He basically would refuse to answer questions that were any, about anything besides that call last night. So that was way out there. And then yeah, Mahomes doubling down on it. When the previous week we saw him take ownership of his own play and then what had happened. I do think there's a sense of this, that that everything's sort of bubbled up. You know what I mean? And Patrick Williams really can't yell at MBS on the field, can't yell at Kadarius Tony. can't yell at his right tackle for keep false starting, but he can yell at an official, and maybe that's kind of the public display showing his frustration of all things are going on, and the official is actually the one he can yell at, and, and his teammates will get their feelings hurt by it.
2: Jesse Newell with us from the Kansas City Sarks. So Kadarius Toney brought in from the Giants last year certainly looks the part, as do others in this wide-receiving core. However, more drops yesterday. Uh, I guess Rice has uh, taken steps forward to where they feel like maybe he's going to be the real deal. Uh, but uh, you can understand the frustration of Patrick Mahomes. I'm not giving him a, a pass on his behavior last night. But it's been a frustrating season for the Chiefs. Yet here they are, 8-5, and five, certainly right in the middle of the playoff hunt. Uh, now we wonder, will they go on the road in the playoffs? Uh, what do they have to accomplish over these final four games to make people feel like, okay, this is more like it?
0: Yeah, I mean, you start with winning them. I mean, I, I remember before the season, I predicted the Chiefs win 12-5, and five, and it's just funny how potentially they're probably going to get to 12 and five it's just the way you get there is going to be you know it kind of goes to armageddon when the chiefs lose four or six i mean that's not something that fans around here are used to and that's kind of the standard in the bar that Andy reed and patrick holmes have set but i you know if you guys notice we can't look at these games like robots you know what i mean there is an emotional part to this game and it sure did seem like the Chiefs kind of checked out after that call last night. You know, they had three more downs to come and get the first down. It wasn't like they didn't overcome penalties in other drives last night. It's just everything boiled over and and they just couldn't get over that and and had no chance to win after that. So, I, I do think if we are just looking at this very mechanically, very rationally, the Chiefs had some good things happen last night. And what we're talking about the offense isn't like that they're the Jets and they can't move the football ever. It's it's that. They're moving the ball up and down the field, and then you're getting a wide receiver screen or a running back screen interception, tip interception. Or you're getting Rasheed Rice, who has been very productive for you, fun the ball in, in a crucial moment. And so I, I don't know. Like, if I were the Chiefs, I'd rather have it this way, right? I mean, you kind of have the feeling right now that they're going to screw up at some moment. But then there's certain games, like the Raiders, where they got down 14-0, and then they just decide they weren't going to screw up. And... They score almost every single possession. They win the game 31-17 going away. So it feels like the pieces are there. It feels like they're moving the football. It feels like they're getting something in their run game going. Uh, It feels like they're passing the ball with some efficiency lately. It's just these weird mess-ups that keep them from from kind of building confidence and going the direction they think they need to go. So I think that can be fixed. I think the next four games can help them fix that. And if you look at the list of the quarterbacks they're playing – that definitely will help out as well, that this defense has performed well. A lot of times this season, against gets good quarterbacks and good receivers. They're not facing many of those the rest of the way. So I think, you know, a human game being played by humans, I think them building confidence is a big thing. And just starting with another game where they could limit mistakes, drive the on the field, and then not shoot themselves in the foot, they put a couple of those together, I think they'll still be feeling pretty good about themselves, heading into the playoffs and potentially the, the kind of run they can make while still having Andy Reid and
1: Patrick Mahomes. So I guess if you want to look at it optimistically or uh, revisionist history type of stuff, you can look at the pass interference and Kadarius Tony lining up offside, and hey, those things go the other way. They're they're ten and three. Do you think the margin of error is is that thin for the Chiefs right now? Is I mean we're seeing it pretty much every week. Is it is it one play that's the difference between wins wins and losses? They're losing the turnover battle, which isn't necessarily predictable from year to year, but. Uh, is, is is what we're seeing real, that it's kind of one play can make a difference for the Chiefs week to week?
0: Yeah, it is, and, and I think you're on some other Jeff. I mean, it's the margin of error is smaller because this team is not as good as you're going. Mean, we can all agree on that. You know, like the defense is better, but the offense is two ticks off what it was. Now, I think when you bring up, go big picture and go to the full context of this, think about last year, though. The Bills were really good last year. The Bengals were really good. You know, there were other teams in the AFC where it's like, I, I mean, that, that road to get to the Super Bowl is pretty tough. This year, it's it's not that. You know what I mean? And we all laser focus on the Chiefs and their problems, and they do have problems. They know they've got problems. They've lost four or six. But, like, what are the roadblocks this year compared to a year ago? And I just don't think they're as difficult. I mean, the Ravens looked really vulnerable yesterday. I mean, the Bills are probably one of the AFC's best teams, so they might not make the playoffs. That's no guarantee at this point in the season with the hole that they've built up for themselves. I mean, outside of that, Miami um, is a good team. You probably wouldn't want to play with Miami, but Chiefs beat them already this season, so it's it's not a team that you can't overcome. So I, I agree with you. I, the, the margin of error is smaller, and then what you're talking about, the turnovers, You know, I was looking up, um, they have stats out there kind of like the expected points added of, of individual plays in the game. That Mahomes interception was minus 6.9 expected points added in the game, and so, yeah, those things are huge, and it kind of reminds me a few years ago when the Chiefs had this happen, where they went to their big mole, they had all these fluky turnovers, Tyreek Hill was kind of tossing the ball to the other team, and then all of a sudden they shut those off and the offense looked really good again. And so that's kind of what I'm saying here, is that like if you're going to be not as successful as you once were, this is the way you want to have it. They're losing this, these sorts of games on two or three plays, and things are a little flukier than, than what you would expect. It's not like they're not moving the football. They are. It's just these these weird things are going against them, and they're not being focused on the things that win you football games. So, I think it can be corrected. I don't think this team is as good as years past, but I don't think the other teams around them are as good as years past. So that still gives them a really good shot at potentially even making a Super Bowl if they get some of these things aligned and play their best in the right games. And obviously that's still ahead for the Chiefs. They still have an opportunity to do that coming up here in the next couple months.
2: Yeah. I mean, you just look around we're talking with Jesse Newell, just look around at the NFL and what's happening from week to week. There's nobody really grabbing a foothold here and being a dominant team. I was I was close to kind of trying to buy into the Houston Texans. They got thumped yesterday by the Jets. I don't even know who's good anymore. I think the Chiefs, if I were a betting man, I'd still have them at pretty good odds to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, So Jesse, talking with Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star, that was so out of character from uh, Mahomes. What do you think his next move is?
0: Yeah, so he'll talk with us on Wednesday. Um, I think you guys are right. I think he was sort of wanting to drum up public support, but it's obvious that that has not come. I mean, almost everybody to a a man has basically said, hey, this is the call that has to be made, and it's a clear and obvious call. So I think we'll see a little bit of a mea culpa on Wednesday. I think he will back off of those statements um, and basically just say he was frustrated in the moment and needs to control what he can control moving forward and basically get more of the message that he gave last week after the fast through call, which is like, hey, I, if I control what I control, uh, then the team will be better in the future and, and you don't have to worry about these things determining close game delays. So I, I do anticipate that something, whether well, there's something different for Patrick Mahomes coming up on Wednesday, but I also anticipate that him and Amy are probably going to get fined. And we haven't seen that in a long time in the NFL uh, for people to publicly basically call out officials and then get fined for it. But, I think both of those guys were sort of aiming for that uh, yesterday, and I think both of them are probably going to get it here in the end and, and get sanctioned for uh, what they said and the very intentional comments they made last night to make a point.
1: So let's fast forward to, to Week 18. I think it's against the Chargers. Uh, what will the Chiefs be playing for at that point? Do you think the division will hang in the balance? Is is, is Denver a real threat? Uh, what are the Chiefs playing for uh, in Week 18, January 7th?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard for me to think that Denver's going to stick to this thing now. Would the Chiefs want to be one game up at this point with four games left and to kind of have some pressure that they put on themselves? They, they would not want that, but the schedule does lighten up here. I was looking at the New York Times' odds of this, and it said if the Chiefs were on the table, I think they have around a 35% chance still of getting the one seed. Go down some of these other teams' schedules, like the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens had, like, Murder's row down the stretch. So it's not out of the realm of possibility the Chiefs could still sneak, sneak on that one line. We talked about how – because all these teams are kind of bunched together, the seed would be really important. I mean, getting that by and then home field advantage against a bunch of other teams that are kind of like you, uh, that would be a big deal. Plus to potentially avoid, if you're the two seed and get the bills in the first round, uh, that wouldn't feel like much of a, a reward for a season's worth of work. So uh, that, that one seed could be a, a big advantage there. So I don't know. I mean, again, depending on how this thing shakes out, the chiefs have rested starters in the past when there's nothing to play for uh, in that week, 18 game. So, I guess there's a possibility out there they could be locked into the two or the three, um, and potentially just have that solidified and not have to worry about that and rest their guys and get ready for the playoffs. The other weird thing that could happen, like I said, is it's very clear the Bills are better than like the Steelers, you know what I mean, or the Bills at least based off yesterday are better than the Texans. If the Bills were locked into the seven seed and the Chiefs knew they could be the two or the three. I don't know. You might want to finagle and get out of that two-seed. It, it's weird to think of that way and to sort of tank your way into avoiding the Bills, but I just don't think that's a team you want to see in the playoffs, especially with the dynamic plays that we saw Josh Allen can make at uh, certain points in the last game. So I would think they'd most likely either be playing for the two- or three-seed and positioning. And uh, we know in the years past, one, sometimes the Chiefs have gotten the two-seed and still gotten home field because the one-seed has lost before them. But um, at this point, them competing for the one, Probably not, but still a possibility. We'll see how these last few weeks play out. There'll be something to play for, but I still think at this point, most likely she's play a two or three seed, it'll be fascinating to see how Patrick Holmes potentially plays in a road playoff game.
2: Jesse, really appreciate you fitting us in today. Thanks for your time.
0: All right. Thanks, guys. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.